Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, I'm Akomi. Hey, everybody, this is Turk182. Welcome back to Our Moms Think We're Funny. Yep. So, we're kind of just covering some miscellaneous topics that we've bounced back and forth via text. And it's like, well, we don't really have enough to make an entire episode out of any one of them, but we can at least, you know, we can ramble. We haven't stayed on topic for any of our previous episodes. So. Like, we've, we've at least got jumping off points. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking of, like, you know, the, you know, with the... Uh, uh, the Leroy, <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, Jenkins Leroy, yeah. was it or Leroy Bar- What was it? I forget. <laughs> it was it was a but, Roy Wally. <laughs> but yeah, he he took us way off topic Whew, multiple times. Mm. It was great. So, uh, uh, Comey and I have talked a lot about uh, about you know one of our well. I can't say our because it's not really our, but um, one of my favorite uh, directors, right? Uh, writer directors, right? Yeah. Um, so I've talked about him him quite a bit, and of course we're going to be doing some uh, some less watches, you know, with him, and you know that is. Uh, Jesus, you know, here it is again. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Tim oh, Kincaid. Yeah, no, no, not not Tim Kincaid. No. I'm actually leading into him. I'm leading into Tim Kincaid. Oh, but, well, uh, then I don't know because <laughs> we go through a lot of names. Andy Sedaris. Andy Sedaris. Yeah. Andy Sedaris. So you know, yeah, because we're actually going to do less watches on his complete, his complete uh, collection. So hold and, on. Uh, and we've we've also uh, gathered some insp- inspiration from the Fine Brothers YouTube channel. We're actually going to do a kids react to Andy Sedaris films compilation. So look forward to that in the near future as well. Yeah, because very much like Wu Tang, Andy Sedaris is for the kids. <laughs> so uh, I have, and um, I have in my it's the at the time it was the twelve film set. But I also got Sabano Seven, right? Which is also just called Seven, yeah. Which is like one of his earliest films, so it's actually thirteen film set. This box set is called Girls, Guns, and G Strings: The Andy <laughs> Sedaris Collection, and it has on here The Dallas Connection, Day of the Warrior, Do or Die, Enemy Gold, Fit to Kill, Guns, Hard Hunted, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Malibu Express, Picasso Trigger. Return to Savage Beach and Savage Beach, which is interesting that it's as got a hard list- ticket to Hawaii. Yes, it God, has yes. hard ticket to Hawaii and Malibu Express. <laughs> What's interesting about this though is that as it's listed on here, and I read them in the order that are listed, Return to Savage Beach comes before Savage Beach. I noticed that. <laughs> so it's like we're returning to a place that we haven't actually been to yet, <laughs> which is amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. So. We will be covering those as less watches because Andy Sedaris is just fantastic. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I can't wait to see Hard Tickets to Hawaii. Oh, man. Hard, Hard Tickets to Hawaii is outstanding. Well, like, I was turned on to it as a film via the Fanboy Flicks channel and his bad movie reviews. Same, same way I learned about The Room. So, like, I've been looking forward to seeing that ever since that. Oh, it's beautiful. So, Turk, uh, who's Tim Kincaid? I know Thomas Kincaid. I don't like his art at all. Uh, <laughs> doesn't Thomas Kincaid have like a cult? 
he doesn't have a cult that I'm aware of. He's just like an he's kind of like the Jim Davis of painters. So, ouch. Yeah, I I'm have no tolerance for Kincaid. It, he's called the painter of light, right? But um the thing is to appreciate light, you have to have darkness to contrast it. And this is just like art 101. This is this is shit that you'll get in like you know, the the little 30-page how to draw cartoon characters books you'll get at your library. The what makes art good is contrast. If you want something to look big, you draw something small next to it, right? Which is why Okay, go on. So, when you look at a Thomas Kincaid painting, all you see is light coming from multiple light sources. You don't see any shadows. So, it's not really light. There's there's no way to really appreciate it. Uh, I think a much better example of depicting light in art would be, like, Caravaggio, the, uh, the uh, Counter-Reformation Renaissance painter. Okay. Because... For every light source he has, he has stark black shadows. And there's no mistaking where the light's coming from. There's no mistaking what the light is hitting. That's painting light. So, okay. I mean, that, that's that's my very reserved take on Kincaid. I could cover the entire hour of this podcast bitching about him, but I'll, I'll not do so. Because I'd hate to derail the entire thing, but... There, there have been college studies on why Thomas Kincaid is a grossly inferior artist to pretty much any other one. Hmm. And they've, they've proven through, like, through, like, case studies that the more people are exposed to his art, the less they like him. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been proven. Like, they, they, they showed everybody a bunch of Thomas Kincaid paintings, and the more they saw, the more they hated. They showed everybody a bunch of, like, uh, Van Gogh paintings, and the more they saw, the more they liked the more Norman Rockwell they saw, the more they liked, but people just gradually become more and more intolerant of Thomas Kincaid's stuff as they go. So what we need to do is get Thomas Kincaid to do portraits of people that we don't like. <laughs> like, that's so beautiful. That's great. Oh, man, that fucking sucks. I hate that guy. <laughs> Who's that even a painting of? Yeah, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I, I would actually genuinely like a Thomas Kincaid painting of uh, Bane as he's depicted in Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yes. That would be pretty amazing. Unfortunately, Thomas Kincaid is dead now. It's not going to stop me. <laughs> we'll conduct a seance right here now. I will dig him up. I'll shovel like a like a pole through his chest during a lightning storm, put a Ouija board in it, you know, some chicken's feet, you know, so, you know so yama, 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 yama. <laughs> you mentioned Rob Liefeld, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Next time I have, next time he, I have the opportunity to see Rob Liefeld, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get my picture taken with him, but not with him specifically, like you know, like a selfie kind of thing. I'm gonna be, get a picture taken with his feet, like me and like his feet. <laughs> they exist. <laughs> I actually want to commission Rob Liefeld to do a drawing of Sonichu for me, with the feet cut off, of course. But oh, of course, de definitely a drawing of Sonichu. And maybe Rosa Chu, but only if her spine is bent in three different places. Oh, yeah. So, And, of course, like, full view of both ass cheeks and both tits. Oh, yeah. Well, Cause, cause I mean, you have it, to. Yeah. It wouldn't be a Liefeld girl yeah. if, if anything less were visible. All right. So I got to pull up this. So, 
thing on IMDb. All right. Go to database. It's there. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we didn't won, but you know. <laughs> 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 There, there needs to be more Tommy Wiseau films in the world. There really does. Oh, man. Yeah, it'd just be awesome. No, oh, he's he's great hacker. He just uses computer. <laughs> he can just use computer and hack the database. Oh, my God. It'd be so awesome if we could get get Tommy Wiseau to do a... Uh, to, like, kind of do, like a, like, a commercial for him. It's like... <laughs> You know, watch them. It's like funny. They make you laugh. They make me laugh. You know, only if he's gonna like slam down his laptop at the end of it, like he did with the Labor Day or it was Memorial Day. His Memorial Day commercial. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I haven't. Oh, it's beautiful. He's like sitting in a lounge chair outside. He's like, "What are you doing inside on computer? It's lovely day outside. Go outside and enjoy it." And he takes his laptop and he just slams it down on the ground. I think I, I think he'd have for me he'd have to uh, you know be like you know watch them is like you know watching them stop crime you know because <laughs> yes. people are inside watching them or listening to them and not committing crime <laughs> it's good for environment <laughs> if you go outside and pick up rock you could accidentally throw a rock and hit somebody accidents happen <laughs> but if you go watch Karova Game Bar then you don't throw rocks <laughs> everybody happy you know <laughs> global warming it gets get to glo- global chilling because we're all just just cool out <laughs> just cool out. <laughs> <laughs> I was sick of this world until I saw Karova <laughs> Without the Comey, his little chicken, chick, 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 chick. <laughs> Does not like horror games. I like horror games. I enjoy them very much. Oh, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> we love you, Tommy Wiseau. You're a beautiful human being. Please come on the show. <laughs> you guys play the best games. Play some more. <laughs> It's quite a story, Turk. <laughs> oh man, you making me forget. That. Okay, uh, Thomas Kincaid's movie making lesser brother, Tom, Tim Tim Kincaid. Yes. Okay. So I got to look Woo. up. Uh, it's it's two thirty. We're not doing well, people. <laughs> ah, I had it spelled wrong. That's why I couldn't find it. Okay. All right. So. This is going to be a long, drawn-out story. Yay! <laughs> like, like I know how to tell any others. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, um... Okay, so... Tim Kincaid is best known for um, movies that he made back in the 80s. And if you are an 80s you know, bad movie, science fiction, aficionado, or whatever, then you're probably familiar with some of his work, even if you don't know who he is. <clears throat> so we'll start off with, and I'm reading from IMDb here, all right? Bad Girls, uh, is, it, is that one of them? Yes, Bad Girls Dormitory, right? That had, you know, a couple people in it. It was written and directed by Tim Kincaid. Got some people in it. I don't want to say people you don't know because you've probably seen them in other bad movies, <laughs> right? Or low budget movies. Um, 
You know, but Bad Girls Dormitory, the description says here is inmates at a women's prison run by a corrupt warden and her gang of sadistic guards plan a breakout, which is basically the plot of every women in prison movie. Well, of right? course. What else are you going to do with women in prison? Right? right. It's like it's a it's a women in prison movie run by corrupt people and the women are planning a breakout. So, I mean, you know, it actually it just sounds like almost any prison, <laughs> any prison you know, movie. Yeah. The, the big difference when it's women in prison movies, there's always an extended shower scene. Yes. So, like, all she does is just soap up her boobs. Right. And doesn't wash anything else. Uh, and her ass. Yeah. She soaps yeah. up her boob and her ass. Right. Um, uh, which is... You know, one thing I've never understood about the women in prison movies, right, is that, like, they're, they always have makeup on, and their hair is always well done. So, you know, most of these took place in, like, the <laughs> 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. right? So, in the 80s, you had a lot of big hair, and they have big hair. I'm like, you don't have access to a blow dryer, curlers, or Aquanet. <laughs> How are you getting any of this, you know, like, okay, whatever, yo. It's just natural beauty. Yeah. Cause, and plus, it's not like you've got, like, you know... Uh, I don't know, like suave or you know, <laughs> a, you know Paul Mitchell or whatever, you know, like shampoo and conditioner in prison. <laughs> You've got like generic brand X or you know whatever you can buy in the commissary as you're making like you know five cents an hour, you know, like whatever it is, like you know, sewing you know labels on stuffed animals or you know whatever you know, slave labor they have for prisoners doing. All right, so in 1986, uh, Tim Kincaid made Bad Girls Dormitory. He also wrote and directed Robot Holocaust. Okay. And um, and I'm going to show you... Uh, so one of the actors in Robot Holocaust is a man by the name of J. Buzz Von Ornsteiner. <laughs> J. Buzz Von Ornsteiner. Okay. And he looks about like you would expect him to. He's got this kind of like high and tight, like German buzzy kind of cut thing. So, um, Robot Holocaust. A highly unlikely band of heroes traverses a post-apocalyptic wasteland to rescue a scientist from the tyrannical Dark One and his army of robots. So, I'm going to show Okomi here a picture of one of the robots. So, that is one of the robots. Oh, wow. That's actually kind of creepy. So, this robot basically looks like (laughs) a a metal-ish robotic version of... uh, Louis Gossett Jr.'s character from Enemy Mine. So yeah. that's what he looks like. Father, why? <laughs> why was I made to feel pain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, check this one out. Check this one out. This is when this is when like the, I guess the mask is coming off, you know. Oh now, wow. t- tell me that it doesn't look like Michael Jackson from Moonwalker. I was about to say it looks exactly like Metal Michael Jackson, <laughs> which I, I still maintain Anybody who can get me an action figure of Michael Jackson in his robot form from Moonwalker, I will be forever grateful. You know, if, if something like that exists, uh, I'd be like, you know, if we're if we're making like wish list of things, right? <laughs> um, back when the movie first came out, they actually made it was a limited edition. They actually made a Cloverfield monster action figure that came with some of the little parasite dealies yeah. and um, and the head of the Statue of Liberty. Nice. And I couldn't afford it at the time, so it was like a hundred and some odd dollars or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, if we're making wish lists of that, I would love to have one of those. Wow. I, I've even looked them up on like eBay, and I can't even find them. <laughs> so. 
so. The closest thing I found to the Moonwalker robot is somebody made a bust statue of it. Oh. That looks really nice, but that was like $3,000. Oh. Because, you know, Etsy. This. Yeah, you don't go on to Etsy to save money. You go on to Etsy to support independent artists. Damn, with that much money, I could buy the Elephant Man's bones. Right. Okay. Can we get the Anybody who wants to send us the Elephant Man's bones, we would be eternally grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um... So, in 1986, uh, Tim Kincaid also made the movie Breeders. Now, Breeders was actually recently remade, and I say recently, like maybe four or five years ago. Breeders is probably one of my favorite bad horror movies because it is really, really bad. And as I've shown Akomi several times, <laughs> it does have the scene in it where, well, you know, Akomi, why don't you describe that scene? I'm trying to remember. Because isn't that the one where they, uh, the aliens would get the chicks and rape them? Am right, it was it was right? raping the chicks, and then it was in, it was doing something to them. And in the end, it lures all the chicks that it rapes down there with like whatever kind of hypnotism, mind control thing yeah. into this into the underbelly sewers of the city, and they are all like fornicating in this big tub of spooge. Yeah, which is yeah, what I'm showing up a picture of now, yeah, which is actually on IMDb. I'm trying to process what I'm seeing. It's super <laughs> gross. It is super gross. It's like extremely unappealing. Yes. It's, it's exactly what you said. It's just all of them writhing around in a big tub of glob. Yep. In a big in a big glob of comeuppance, as Chris Chan would call it. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, um, dear Lord. Uh, so now, so he's clearly one of the greatest writer directors of our time. He is, but I'm not sure if you paid close attention to what I just told you, which is Bad Girls Dormitory, Robot Holocaust and Breeders all written and directed by Tim Kincaid, mm -hmm. all released in 1986. That was all 1986. That's all 1986. I was, I was a little checked out. Now, he also did a movie called Mutant Hunt in 1987. I have seen part of Mutant Hunt. Now, I'm going to show you the picture for this, right? The, okay. uh, the movie poster. Um, because the movie poster is pretty cool, right? Now, here we go. This is a great picture of it. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a uh, foreign one, right? Oh, nice. But it's got this guy being jacked up in the air by a, by a mutant robot-looking thing yeah, whose like arm is extended, right, and it's holding him up in the air, and there's a uh, helpless female who's scantily clad on the ground. She's clearly April O'Neil from the 1983 Fred Wolf Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. She is. She's wearing, like, a yellowish jumpsuit. She's got the same kind of hair. She's got that floofy 80s hair. Yeah. And this, and this suit is, like, really, really tight. So it's, like, tight on her on her boobs, <laughs> but but it's blousey everywhere else, even in the legs. So it's got some kind of weird, like, I don't know, like boob physics material. <laughs> Art direction by Tommy Wiseau. Now, no, how are we going to sell this movie if you don't make it tight around her tits? <laughs> it's like, hey, you don't need to be full. We need full nudity. <laughs> I need them to see my ass. That's how you sell picture. Um, so I've seen Mutant Hunt. The mutants in that look nothing like the movie poster, obviously, <laughs> but they're they actually just look like people. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's anyway the the best kind of sci fi monster. Okay, so uh, in 1987, uh, Tim Kincaid also wrote and directed Riot on 42nd Street. Um, tough ex-con Glenn Barnes gets paroled from prison after serving a sentence for manslaughter. Glenn plans to reopen his old nightclub 
The Garage on 42nd Street. Vicious rival nightclub owner Farrell threatens to take drastic measures if Glenn goes through with his plan. After all the employees get massacred by Farrell's flunkies on opening night, Glenn reverts back to his brutish criminal ways to exact a harsh revenge on Farrell and his men. So, okay. um... <laughs> hey, yeah, okay. Hey, but yeah, that's right on 42nd Street. Um where everybody gets killed in the very beginning. So those, Mutant Hunt and Ryan on 42nd Street, those were both in 1987. The Occultist, um, he did that in 1988. She's Back, he did in 1989. <clears throat> and um, now this was written by somebody else, but it was directed by Tim Kincaid and stars uh, Matthew Callis, um, Sam Coppola. I hope he's not really related to the actual Coppolas. Um, <laughs> he you know, probably is. Um, Eric Avari. Now, you probably don't know Eric Avari's name, but you've seen him in some of everything from like The Mummy to Fargate, which has nothing to do with that show Stargate. No, so Stargate, <laughs> if you know the uh, the Moon Knights. Uh, so, so, those the Moon Knights from. No, no, no. They're, they're the. Um... Oh, they're the aliens from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, um, yeah. uh, anyway. So, those, those German ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hello. Would you like to order 30 large cheese pizzas? <laughs> uh, so anyway, this guy, uh, uh, Eric Avari, has been in tons of stuff. Like I said, you guys know him because he's been in tons of stuff. And of course, the one thing that I love him the most in is Mr. Deeds. Oh, yeah. Uh, he plays Anderson, Cecil, uh, Cecil Anderson and Mr. Deeds. He's the guy that was like, he was like, hey, hey, Cecil, I, how, how'd you sleep last night? He goes, I was dreaming of Frosties all night. I tried to make one at home, but it just wasn't the same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I laugh at that all the time. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you live in New York. Right? I'm sure there's got to be a 24 hour Wendy's, right? Oh, yeah. Why would you try to make a Frosty? You know? Anyway. Oh, man. Uh, so. Oh, I love Wendy's. Such a good place. Uh, so anyway, so that has him in it. Of course, this is back in 19, was I say 1989? It's supposed yep. to be a comedy, right? Um, so it's got those people in it and a bunch of other people you've never heard of. And I've saved the best for last because it also has Carrie Fisher in it. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm going through this guy's whole, like, you know his whole like filmography here uh of sorts so i'm gonna <laughs> stop right there were. so you know so tim kincaid you know he you know made a uh, bad girls dormitory in 1986 did a couple other movies you know he did the see one two three um and of course the occultist i don't think that that's a sci-fi movie no, nope, no, nope, it, it is. Yeah. A cyborg private eye is hired to protect a Caribbean president visiting New York City. Unbeknownst to him, the president's daughter is in league with this country's rebels who are trying to assassinate him. The occultist just, sounds like a really bad name it, for a movie with a cyborg private eye. Yeah, and it sounds it sounds like something a third grader would make up with. It's like it's like Android Android private eye. You have to protect the president of Caribbean. <laughs> It's like a it's like a really bad like American dub of an eighties anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here is the the gateway to the supernatural is now open, the occultist. So that's the one movie poster. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this chick has this big ass medallion. Awesome. 
<laughs> I want a print out of that. <laughs> yeah, it the, looks like the cover of a chick track. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't understand. It's, it's a guy and he's like walking, but it also kind of looks like he's laying down. He's shirtless with just like jeans and sneakers on, holding two girls. One's in like a bikini, the other one's in a bikini kind of skirt thing with like all this fire surrounding him. It, it's the And he and certainly the, doesn't look like a cyborg in any way. And the tentacles of hell wrapping themselves around his legs. Yes. And he's wearing... White sneakers, Reeboks, I believe. Yeah, I think so, those are Reeboks. So, you know, when you're in a job interview and the employer's like, so where do you see yourself in five years? What's your five-year plan? It's images like that that pop into my head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, stepping out of the fire with, like, the Cthulhu tentacles still clinging to me, carrying beautiful half-naked women. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, management. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I, I really want to print out of that pose. For that's beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, starring a bunch of people you've never heard of before and never will ever again. And one of these guys' names, and I'm sure this is probably his um, his real name, right? I don't think he that he just made up a fake name for this movie. <laughs> is Richie Long? Um, <laughs> and then there's uh, Bruno B. Aponte. Yeah, <laughs> is, is there a Aponte. is there a Michael Oxlong as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't see Mike Oxlong. <laughs> oh my goodness! How about a Drew last name Peacock? A Drew, Drew Peacock. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you said. I thought you said a Drew. I'm like, what? Uh, all right. This one guy's name in here. His name is Annabelle Oleris. Annabelle. So um. <laughs> All right. So uh, so he made um. One, two, three, four bad sci-fi movies, right? Right. And uh, then this one comedy with uh with uh, Carrie Fisher and then the ride on 42nd Street and of course the Bad Girls Dormitory. Right? And he did those between the, you know, in 1986 and 1989, right? He's pretty productive. Now, he's actually still working. Um according to IMDb, he he has 154 titles to his name, right? And I'm not sure if these are all direct. Well, he's he's got 78 he's directed. So I'm guessing the other ones he just kind of produced or whatever. Okay. Um and as of 2017, he was still doing work. He was born in 1944. Okay? Okay. So, he's kind of an old guy. I mean, he's what 74 years old, something like that. Yeah. So July 2nd, 1944. So, yeah, he's like 74 years old and he's still directing. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, um, so his his resume goes back long before 1986 when he did Bad Girls Dormitory. Uh, uh, Tim Kincaid actually started out um, back in the early 80s. I'm sorry, the, the 70s. He did a movie called... Uh, uh, the female response, and it's a drama. It actually has a pretty good rating on uh, on IMDb, and uh, he also wrote and directed this one. It says a newspaper columnist with firm ideas about feminine feminine freedoms, Marjorie is fired by her editor for expressing her libertarian views in her column. All right. Okay. So you know, so check, I would check, I would this. challenge 
Check out the eighty, the seventies hair on that chick. Oh good my Lord. god, it's beyond like helmet hair. It's like rocket hair. Yeah, it's, that's that's some bad seventies hair. Yeah. Now I would challenge their use of the term libertarian there, but um, okay. And the movie poster, it has like these uh, these six women on there, right? And it has this like these guess definitions or whatever around them. It says. The secretary, the nurse, the free thinker, the party girl, the stewardess, the housewife, the experimenter. (laughs) Together we are the breakfast club. It's like no matter whether you're a secretary, a nurse, a free thinker, a party girl, a stewardess, a housewife, or an experimenter. (laughs) Don't you forget about me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't 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 all right so that was in uh 1973 cool. in 1976 um tim kincaid did another movie um but this one he released under uh i guess a pseudonym joe gage and uh, so in 1976 uh written and directed by tim kincaid uh under the name joe gage he released kansas city trucking company Kansas City Trucking Company is a, um, what's the word? I guess just say it's a all-male adult movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep on trucking. In 1978, <laughs> he released... Have you heard the Weird Al song, Truck Driving Song? I have not. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to have to play that for you, but <laughs> the, the chorus is... I'm driving a truck, driving a big old truck, driving a big old truck with my high heels on. No. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. DeVille. Ah. Huh. Um, so, in 1978, he released El Paso Wrecking Corp. Uh, 79, L.A. Tool and Die. Um, 80, Close Set. Uh, 81, Handsome. 81, Cell Block 9. Uh, 81, Oil Rig 99. Um... He really likes the number nine. 80, 81, Red Ball Express. That just... <laughs> just Please tell me that's another all-male adult film. It is. <laughs> with, uh, with Mickey Squires playing the role of Wolf the Delivery Man. Wolf the and, Delivery Man. <laughs> and so and the picture they have here, which actually shows a lot of male bush. And is male bush a thing? Anyway, I would shows, a lot, so. shows a lot of male bush. And almost, almost like a collage, because like something about this doesn't look like it's like there. But... Now, Mickey Squire here looks like a naked Marlboro man. He does indeed, yeah. And that actually looks really badly photoshopped. Yeah. Looks like his head isn't really part of his body, right? It kind of looks like the love child of Chris Pratt and Chuck Norris. Wow, it really does. Yeah. And I'm still surprised by how much male bush is being that's, shown. That's an awful lot. It's like an uncomfortable amount. On an IMDb page. Which is just—I mean, I guess that's like the equivalent, of, the equivalent of dick cleavage. Yeah, I, I had to stop myself from saying it's blowing me away when I'm talking <laughs> when I'm talking about a an, an, an all male adult film. Um, now these were all written and directed by Joe Gage, okay, aka so. uh, I'm sorry, Tim Kincaid, aka Joe Gage. So uh, Tim Kincaid is very comfortable in his sexuality. Apparently so. So um, very secure in his masculinity. Um. So, Handsome, Cell Block 9, Oil Rig 99, Red Ball Express, those were all done in 1981. Wow. As was Mickey Squire. 
done in 1981. <laughs> uh, in 1982, uh, he did Heat Stroke, In the Name of Leather, 501, Close Set. Oh, sorry. That was just in, in 2082. 84, he did Close Set 2 and Orange Hanky Left. Wow. Orange Hanky Left. Okay. And Orange Hanky Left stars George Payne, who was also born in 1944. Wow. And this was in 1985. So he was 41 years old. Kind of old to be doing a... Uh, Doing a you know an adult movie, but anyway, <laughs> I, I love his uh, his profile here on uh, IMDb. George Payne was born on February seventh, nineteen forty four, in the USA as George Medved. He is an actor. <laughs> I, I never would have thought that me looking this guy up on IMDb that he would have been an actor. That's that's news on me. So. Uh, now, if you thought the other guy looked like a looked like a cross between uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Chuck Norris, right? Take a look at this guy here. Wow, he's sassy. Yeah. So I look at that face, and it screams George Michael to me. Yes, that looks a lot like George Michael. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, George Michael and David Hasselhoff. Yep, that's it exactly. He's because he's he's got the Hasselhoff hair. He does, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but he's definitely got the George Michael facial features. Oh yeah. Okay, so after he did Orange Hanky left, that's when he went back to being Tim Kincaid and did these other movies. So it's kind of odd that he does this one movie that apparently got decent ratings, right? All about you know the feminine libertarianism and all that kind of stuff, right? Then goes into hardcore gay porn. <laughs> then in the 80s, he steps back and says, you know what? I want to tell some really bad, cheesy sci-fi movies, right? <laughs> it's like, you know what? I have seen too many dicks for one career. And don't forget, he did Breeders, which has the scene with all the women <laughs> in the tub. See, that was his way of like cleansing the palate from all the gay porn. Oh. It's like, I'm going to show him how straight I am. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna break a record for movies with women having sex. They're all gonna be in a giant tub of splooge. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, like uh, so uh, so tell me they they said that uh, that you took five days to film the the underground scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, we had to. We had people on the set there. It was underground. We had to. Had to keep the temperature kind of low, so the girls were always freezing, and uh, the the mixture we had of of cornstarch and and uh, and, <laughs> and milk and and confectioner sugar, you know, and then and that extreme cold would start to start to solidify. So we had to we had to keep making new batches of it, you know, uh, 150 gallons of that stuff every day. <laughs> Sometimes they get caked on the girls and stuck in their hair and stuck in their face, and they're complaining about you know not wanting to get it in her eye. And it's <laughs> five days of that. Man, it made me miss working with the boys. Yeah. So uh, did it. So after that, I did Mutant Hunt and Ride on Forty Second Street, which originally was supposed to just all take place in the prison and was going to be my return to the hardcore gay porn, but. 
And the producers had other ideas. <laughs> then we did The Occultist, and she's back. And, and I took some time off for a while. After 89, just kind of wandered around. Kind of found myself trying to see, who am I? Am I, am I Tim Kincaid, the science fiction movie writer, director, or... Or am I Tim Kincaid, the man that just likes man-on-man, hard-ass <laughs> gay pounding? Hot gay man love. And that's when I realized, I'm not Tim Kincaid. I'm Joe Gage, damn it. <laughs> and in 2001, I came back with Tulsa County Line. Close set, the new crew. Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume 1, Jack Off Party at Billy Bob's. Jack Off Party at Billy Bob's? <laughs> Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume 2, Uncle Pruitt Taught Me How. Uncle Joe Pruitt. Gage, Sex Files, Volume 3, Kegger. <laughs> Truck Stop on I-95. <laughs> Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume 4, Blue Collar Beer Blast. Oh my God. Men's Room, Bakersfield Station. That was a true story. <laughs> Back to Barstow. 100 deg- 110 degrees in Tucson. Tough guys getting off. Tough guys getting off. Gale Force 3, men's room 2. <laughs> Alabama takedown. Close set, Titan stage 1. How do you find this stuff, man? How do you do it? <laughs> it's like, I can only think of, uh, what's this? Not, uh, not Huckleberry How. Who's the guy? Uh, Snagglepuss? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Exit stage yeah, left. Close set. Titan stage one. <laughs> <laughs> Deep water beach patrol. Lifeguard! It actually, it actually has an exclamation point there. Lifeguard! <laughs> the men of deep water beach. Deep water beach. Arcade on Route 9. Rodney, that one almost got me. Rodney, I my deep water. Arcade on Route 9? Yeah, I thought it was by an arcade. I There's... would almost consider looking at the trailer to a gay porno called Arcade on Route 9. Right. <laughs> uh, rural residents from all parts of North Dakota travel to a notorious adult video emporium on the outskirts of downtown Bismarck. I'm not going to show you this picture of this guy. I know this is going to sound <laughs> completely homophobic, and I don't mean it that way, but this guy looks so gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I don't I don't think he's one of those guys that's like, you know, you know, I, I'm just I'm just gay in the movies, but I actually have a wife and some kids and the it's like you know, no homo granddad. I'm just I'm just saying this guy is like I love my job. You know. <laughs> Holy shit. Arcade on Route 9 is three hours long. Whoa. Damn. Someone's Whoa, a size queen. They must be pulling a train here. <laughs> <laughs> Choo too, boys. Petticoat <laughs> Junction. So, uh, Cop Shack on 101. I want to play that game tonight. Oh, that's one-on-one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not coming back for oats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, where are we at? Gunnery Sergeant McCool. <laughs> My name is Major Winifred McCool. <laughs> I'm about to drop my drawers down around my ankles, and you know what I want you to do? <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> crossing the line, Cop Shack 2. The Road to Redneck Hollow. 
<laughs> there was a lot of pig squealing in that one, I can tell you. <laughs> Campus pizza sausage party. Actually, I, I just added that party. Oh, it's just, you did? It's just, it's just called Campus Pizza. I was really hoping that the title was actually Sausage Party. Barnstorm. Men's Room 3. Ozark Mountain Exit 8. <laughs> Chainsaw. Copperhead Canyon. Oh, Lord. Slow heat in the Texas town. I really wasn't planning on reading all these, but I just can't stop. It's this is just so bit, good. It's gotten a bit too good. <laughs> home Invasion. I gotta check out the description for this. One. Oh, oh, no, it doesn't tell me what it's about. Gosh, Home Invasion. <laughs> but uh, some some of the characters' names are Gunner, Rudge, Officer Crocker, Rat, Nelson, Foster, Third Son, Grant, Second Son, Connor, Monte, Ross, the father, Sully, and Toby, the first son. Toby, the first. Can I get a t-shirt that says <laughs> Toby, Toby, the first, first son? <laughs> so, this one is two hours and 18 minutes. So, home invasion, I'm assuming that these guys break in there, like Gunner and Rudge, and uh, <laughs> and have their way with uh, Toby, the first son, and <laughs> Sully, the father, and... Sully the Fox. Sully the Fox. <laughs> <laughs> this thing writes itself. <laughs> wow. Battle Creek Breakdown. That's almost as bad as, like, Sonic fanfics. All right, so I'm going to skip... My, my name's Bang the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm going to skip this next one, and I'm going to have to come back to it, because there's a story behind it. Okay. Jock Park. Coyote Point. Mojave Run. Inmates. Jury duty. I'm gonna skip the next one too. Jury uh, duty. And come back to that one too. It's my jury duty to rock that booty. Anyway, um sweetie, sweetie. <laughs> the gavel's not the only thing I bang. <laughs> uh, don't send my sweet ass to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Well, son, you're going to have to do more than pay bail. You know what they do to tight little things like you in jail? <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, do you have a verdict? Sorry, but we're a hung jury. <laughs> 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 that one oh took me by God. surprise. Yeah, that was... <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know I can't I can't say anything about these because you know if watching if I'm watching straight porn right I can like yeah I I can see like the the fantasy kind of around them sort of right. So we're going to go, next we have Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume 9, Neighbor, Rec Room. <laughs> Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume 7. How did you release 9 before 7? <laughs> Where they, are they counting down? I don't think he can count. <laughs> well, he is like 74 years old. Okay, so Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume 7, Doctors and Dads. <laughs> Well, you know, Barry, little Timmy's gonna need those tonsils out. <laughs> Here, let me whip out my tongue depressor. 
You know. How, how about a berry? How are your tonsils? Let me let me take a look there. Open wide. She's cute. She is. I like those little chipmunk cheeks. You gotta gotta talk about the girl on TV just to show just <clears throat> how not gay we are. The the perfectly straight. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of lesbian porn in this. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know uh. A man your age probably needs to have his prostate checked. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna play with my cotton balls. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, so is that a rectal thermometer? <laughs> <laughs> And now we're starting to see how he got 115 of these movies produced. <laughs> wrecked them. Wrecked her, too. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, wrecked all of them. <laughs> uh, Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume 6, Ex-Military. Ex-Military. <laughs> After the heist. You want to know how I got out of Korea? Do you want to know? <laughs> Zip. <laughs> when you said you had to shank a lot of guys, I, not... uh, this is how we did guerrilla warfare when I was in the army, boy. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, um, uh, so after high special reserve, Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume Ten, New York City Convention. Uh, okay, so now we're counting back up. Uh, oh, good. Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume 11, Doctors and Dads 2. <laughs> one thing leads to another. Gonna skip the next one. Again, I gotta come back to it. Armed Forces Physical. Okay, so you can make a whole movie <laughs> off of an Armed Forces Physical? <laughs> Alright, very good. Now uh, turn your head and cough. Ooh. Oh, turn your head and cough again. And one more. Oh yeah, this this warrants a thorough investigation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, it's a good thing you joined the army so we can teach you how to use that rifle. <laughs> <laughs> you look like the kind of man to fuck a man. Yes, now have the common courtesy to give him a reacher. Oh, oh, you you do have that common courtesy. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I like you. I might let you fuck my brother. <laughs> I have your name. I have your ass. Boy, do I have your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're going to have to send this one to the Navy. <laughs> You'll like that, Private. Lots of semen in the Navy. <laughs> That gun of yours have a name? Yeah, it's yours. It's got your name written all over it. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, We're going to hell. <laughs> all right. Not, not before Joe Gage. All right. Uh, How dare you speak ill of the arts? Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume Thirteen, Off Duty Cops. <laughs> Brian Slattery's wet dream. Oh, this Slattery's wet dream. Yes, Brian Slattery's wet dream. 
Um, and this one was directed by Tim Kincaid, but under the name Ray Dragon. <laughs> so I'm gonna just can we read- just go back to off-duty cops for a second? <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me read you the, some of the names of the actors that is that are in. Um, Brian Slattery's Wet Dream. Obviously, Brian Slattery's in it. Of course. You also have Jay Black, Dale Copper, Kirk Cummings, <laughs> Fabio Stallone, and Drew Sumrock. Sumrock, okay. Drew Sumrock. I All like right. Fabio Stallone. <laughs> okay, so uh, we are at the Joe Gage, Sex Violence, Volume 13, Off-Duty Cops. Okay. <laughs> You said you wanted to go back to the off-duty hey, cops. Hey, Jim, I got this whole box of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing after work? <laughs> I go nuts for donuts. <laughs> Jim, you know, you ever... You ever... Uh, you're in the locker room, you ever just look at the other guys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw Jeff in there the other day, and I mean, he's, he's pretty shredded, you know? He's got, like, an eight-pack. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to a Turkish prison? <laughs> I like the smell of a locker room. <laughs> Jim, you ever did you catch that gladiator movie last night, Jim? <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> uh, yeah, off duty cops. Wow. I mean, I just I'm waiting for Joe Gage Sex Fighting's volume fourteen, stakeout. <laughs> I'm waiting for volume 15. Straight sex. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What our wives don't know. (laughs) Uh, So then we have Caught in the Act. Joe Gage, Sex Vials, volume 16, Faculty Night. Well, we, we've skipped 14 and 15, by the way. We're straight to 16. I'm very sure he can't count. No, no, here we go. Oh. Yeah, we read Joe Gage, Sex Files, Volume 17, Doctors and Dads 3. <laughs> He's really milking that cow. <laughs> but up, up, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I did that wrong. But up, up, psh, 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 psh. <laughs> To the windows! To the walls! Uh, it's like they said if it lasts longer than three hours I should come back doc (laughs) I wasn't even trying to make a a comeback joke there uh, uh, Joe Gage Sex Files Volume 14 Lunchtime Milking Club (laughs) 2.0 Joe Gage Sex Files, volume 15, Weekend in Phoenix City. <laughs> Joe Gage Sex Files, volume 18, Runaway Sons. Runaway Sons. <laughs> uh, now I gotta skip the next one because I gotta come back to that one too. Stopover in Bond's Corner. And then in 2017, uh, here we are again. In 2017, Joe Gage Sex Files, volume 23. Jack's new job. <laughs> so is it Jack's new job or is it Jack's new job? Probably both. I think he meant that as a double entendre. Ah. So we're missing Joe Gage Sex Files volume 22, 21, 20, and I believe 19. I'm not surprised. Yeah, me neither. So... So, um, because I think the naming files there is just like 
What crap volume are we on? Like, what? This is like 25, right? 25? Yeah. Okay. 20, right, yeah, 25. We'll put 25 on there. Man, that's a... Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's a long time of like... I, this guy must be the... I, okay, I'm just going to say this. If I was 74 years old, I don't think I could direct a porn. <laughs> Or, or a porno. It's like, does people say a porn is? Um, but I don't think I could direct a, a porno. I mean, because I'm like, well, like, I I think when you've been doing it for that many years and you've seen that many metric feet of dicks in your life, you're probably pretty numb to it by then. Well, I mean, you're sure you're pretty numb to it after all that time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm I'm saying like it would be. I I can't imagine like. You know, I, I'm running out of, of ways to make this sexy, you know? I mean... You know, I really don't think they look for a lot of innovation in porn. Like, in general. I just the same... I, I think they've got their, like, 15 or 16 categories that they know work. And it doesn't really need to go beyond that. Just the same old grind. <laughs> but I'm just, I, like, I mean, I, just, I can't imagine being directed... By a seventy-four-year-old guy, but like you know, <laughs> you know now like, spread your butt cheeks a little bit wider. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> right. And can we get some lighting there on that? All right, there we go. Make it sexier. Make it sexier. <laughs> no, yeah. groan louder. <laughs> groan loud. You gotta groan like you mean it. Let me see your old face. Ah, oh, that's an old face. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> You're not seducing me. Work on it. <laughs> <laughs> now look into the camera. Your eyes gotta tell me that you want me. <laughs> I just I can't imagine like a even if it was like a, a 74 year old woman like telling me is like no 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 do her harder do her harder. <laughs> I would I would love to be involved in a porno directed by a 74 year old woman. You know. Betty White. Yeah, I was, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> Betty White directing a porn would just be... Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> so I, I just like, wow. It would be really nasty. <laughs> I mean, it, Joe, can you I imagine? get the feeling she's got some freaky taste. I bet you, I bet you he wears directors, like puffy director's pants. Oh, totally. And, you know... And like one of the golf caps. Uh, and an ascot. I bet you this guy wears totally. an ascot. <laughs> totally. Or like, or like a scarf around his neck, like Charlton Heston style. <laughs> No, it's got to be the ascot because the word ass is in it. Oh yeah, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. I don't even I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, like this is the ascot I wear around my neck, but I also call my bed my ascot. Yeah. It's like Tim Kincaid is Joe Gage. It's Joe Gage. <laughs> you gotta warn him. You gotta warn him. It's Joe Gage. Joe Gage along. <laughs> they didn't change the director. It's Joe Gage. <laughs> he lied when he said he was changing creative focus. Okay, so so a while ago, I had a, a friend over, and uh, we were watching some TV or whatever, and um, the uh, 
Adult Video News Awards, the AVNs were on Showtime, right? Right. And so we're I'm watching the Adult Video News Awards, right? We were watching this thing and we are like, you know, and we were just kind of like watching. It's like, this is really, it's interesting, okay? So what kind of categories would they have for something like that? So I, what, what is really fascinating is that they do this whole thing. They do it like like straight up like it like it's the academy awards they they get dressed up in their best outfits some of them actually will come really elegant someone will come elegant slutty right you know <laughs> like i'm wearing this like it's really kind of pretty gown but it's like see-through or you of know course. something or it's or it's made out of you know like like beads or you know something <laughs> weird so anyway um and uh, and they do the whole runway, you know, kind of like red carpet thing there. Uh, and then they'll like, interview them and stuff. They do the whole hold on. So then they have like you know best newcomer, uh, <laughs> best uh, best girl on girl, yeah, best like um, best parody, best like you know feature length like um, for some ones that are shot on film and that okay, kind of stuff. Okay, so it's it's actually like specific films within a specific category. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure if they were going to do something like biggest hits or whatever. No, no, no. Okay. No, so, that, that would seem to delegitimize it. Then they'll have like performer of the year and they'll have like a, um, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, uh, like, you know, when they give like an award for like veterans or whatever, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they do that kind of I don't stuff. know the exact term, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so, um, uh, What's funny is that, unlike the Academy Awards, when they pan to the people in the audience, right, they're not putting up that brave face like, I'm so happy they won. You'll see them in there and they'll be like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. You will see, like, actual disgust on some of the people's faces. Even if they weren't nominated, just like, like, I hate that bitch, right? Uh, so it's kind of funny, uh, and then they'll they're actually hosted by like you know comedians that you know of, or you know, obviously you're not gonna find you know like Jerry Seinfeld, like uh, <laughs> hey, here's me and Jerry Seinfeld, and I don't do a good Seinfeld impersonation, you know, but like hey, well, it's like well, yeah. I mean, have you seen this guy naked? I mean, have you seen it? <laughs> it's like hangs halfway down his leg. I mean, really, wow. It's like you know. Why do you guys have craft services and a porno? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you guys walking around, he's like, his dick's hanging out and everything. And the table, the table, you know, it's only like, it's only waist high. So when he reaches across there to, you know, it's like, <laughs> something's going, falling into the dip. I, uh, you know, why is that there? You know, <laughs> you're talking about putting condoms in pornos. And he's like, uh, what's the point of this? <laughs> Which I, I, I I don't understand the the i the idea of like I mean I'm all for safe sex and all that kind of stuff, but the money shot. Even if you don't watch porn, right? You know that obviously there's a money shot. If you don't right. know, but you've heard the term money shot, and you're like, oh, I thought it was like a golf term, you know? It's like <laughs> you know, like when you it's like when you hole in one, that's the money shot, you know? Like you know, when you when you like shoot the basketball, swish, you know, nothing but net. That's the money shot, you know? No, no, so. But when you watch the movie and, like, next thing you know, the, the person's wearing protection, right? Yep. And then they get to the money shot, the protection's gone, and then, you know, they're just, you know, spraying all over the place. <laughs> like, um, I still got bodily fluids going all over me. Yep. Whether it's on my body 
in my face, mouth, hair, whatever it is. Um, I don't really see how that's helping matters in any way. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's like, have you ever, have you ever, like, dropped a spoon on the floor when you've had, like, spaghetti or something? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you've got, you know, or in, or, you know, spaghetti or chili or whatever, and you clean it up, right? You see the spoon, you clean it up, and then, like, three weeks later, like, you drop something else on the floor, <laughs> and you go to pick it up, and you look, and you're like, why the hell, what is that? <laughs> it's, is that, is that a splash from the chili I, oh, the spoon I dropped, like, three weeks ago? <laughs> Why is this in the living room? Right. Like, how did that get from the kitchen into the living room? Like, it, it went out. Like, it caught the wind. It went around the corner. You know, <laughs> like like one of those goldfish commercials, where they're like swimming around through the house and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, like, how did that get there? I'm pretty sure when they're cleaning up those sets, they would almost have to use black lights. Well, I'm just saying, like, or, but, or like spray some luminol or something. I mean, but like, if if you're if you're like, you know, just like super soaker and all over me I know it's gonna kinda get everywhere you're just right. so you're still not saving me in any way <laughs> you know it's like uh, so on the plus side you don't have AIDS oh thank god you've got AIDS you just have one <laughs> thank god for those condoms <laughs> if you've gotten a full dose you you have full blown AIDS luckily you just have AIDS <laughs> like Joe you have HI H.I.? Yes, you, you didn't get the V. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just, no, you, you've got all the diseases, but they can't all affect you. They're all just kind of blocked in there. Yeah, they're invincible. It's a bottleneck. Invincible. <laughs> but one more disease, and they could just like, like log jam that right on through. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, 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 so we watched AVN Awards, right? Right. And then right after the AVN Awards... There was uh, an adult video award show, which was weird because I've never seen it come on again, right? Right. No pun intended. <laughs> um, and it was for um, the all-male uh, adult videos. Right. Can you guess what the name of that award show was? I would hope that it's the Gavian Awards. It is the Gavian Awards. Okay. <laughs> I would have been extremely disappointed if it were. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so, yes. After the Avians came on the Gavians, right? And you had a mixture of, like, like just straight up, like, oh, I was going to say, like, you know, really muscular, like, very masculine gay guys. And then right. you had the very kind of, like, softer looking twinkish guys <laughs> the very masculine gay guys they were like full testosterone like you know oh fuck you in the ass kind of like whoa dude dude i'm glad you're gay but just tone it down man oh dude uh, anyway so so during this there was the best um oh man what of the awards was um Best mature gay film or something like that, right? <laughs> and the winner of the of the award was the movie, and I had to skip over it. Um, <laughs> but it is by our good friend Tim Kincaid, right? And, and so, this, so, which is kind of what led us to all this, anyway. We were wondering, like, why were like, how did you guys stumble upon this? Right. We stumbled upon 
Tim Kincaid because, you know, I remember watching Breeders. I actually own Breeders. Um, <laughs> uh, I bought it. Uh, I think I, I think I may even have two copies of Breeders. Do I have it on Blu-ray? I don't, I don't wow. know. Because I just wanted to see that spooch scene in high def. And I was just <laughs> like, I think didn't you know. You know, I'm, I'm usually up for watching pretty much any movie, but I think I'd have to take a pass on Breeders. No, you have to watch Breeders. Oh, but I get so grossed out by bodily fluids, man. <laughs> you have to watch Breeders because it's uh, so bad. It I is guess I'll try to put on so a brave face. But... Uh, um, but anyway, uh, that and I watched uh, Mutant Hunt and <laughs> just the, the movies are, are so bad. So I was, I watched Mutant Hunt when it came on Comet. And then I was like, I was like, oh my goodness! I had to look it up, and then I saw it was like, you know, because at the time they played Mutant Hunt and one other film, but they played them back to back, right? And they were both by the same guy. I'm like, oh my god, is this all he does? He just makes these really <laughs> bad movies. So I looked him up, right? And then as I looked them up, I was like, whoa, where do all these other movies come from? Like, this this is such a sudden like like change, like you know, I, it was like what. So, and then during the course of like where all this stuff I saw he did this one movie I'm like are you kidding me <laughs> are you kidding me here I was like everything comes back around full circle it's like you know six degrees of like you know, Tim Kincaid um, so anyway so one of these films that was nominated and actually was the one that won was a movie called Dad Takes a Fishing Trip <laughs> Dad Takes a Fishing Trip is about a guy right that um, and wow I, I, this movie is two hours and fifty two minutes long. Good lord! I, I, are gay porn just longer? <laughs> Pause. Oh jeez! Thank you. It's, wow! This, we just have more to tell. So um, anyway, apparently this guy is going on a fishing trip. And as he's going on his fishing trip, he's stopping at different places. He never actually makes it to the place. He never actually goes fishing. He just has all these encounters with his pole along the way, right? <laughs> Guy's got some great bait and one hell of a lure. Uh, not not so good with the tackle, though. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but when he says that you know that he was gonna you know. Come back again next year. He was just stringing them along. All right. So, um, but apparently, maybe after he won the award or whatever, they made a series of dad movies. So it's Dad takes a fishing tr- fishing trip. Okay. Right. Dad goes to college. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's... Also known as an extremely goofy movie. <laughs> dad gets in trouble. Well, I guess I would fall after Dad went to college. Um, <laughs> I swear, I thought he was eighteen. <laughs> No, I just said I had 18 inches. Um, and Dad Out West. Dad Out West. <laughs> so imagine how shocked I was after watching the gay VNs and being like, this is just, this is crazy, right? <laughs> um, and then find out later that the same guy that did Breeders and Mutant Hunt also wrote and directed Dad, Dad, Dad Goes Fishing. Dad or, Goes Fishing. Yeah. So I'm just like, can, you can picture the opening scene to that where it's like, wow, dad's really good at putting the bait on the hook. I mean, yeah. he's, been, he's been practicing so much, he's, he's a real master at it. I mean, he's just a master baiter, man. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
Oh, this is interesting. Um, uh, Cynthia DePaul was a producer on... So Cynthia DePaul was a producer on Bad Girls Dormitory, Robot Holocaust, Breeders... Oh, Necropolis. I don't think I've seen Necropolis. I have heard of it. Reincarnated satanic witch from the New Amsterdam circa 1600s comes back to revive her cult members by sucking the life force out of people. That could also be a Joe Gage (laughs) film. That totally could, except that it features a female. Right. It's like, he's sucking my life force out. (laughs) Uh, oh, the movie poster for Necropolis is kind of awesome. Check that out. Oh, wow. Wow. 80s horror Jeez. sci-fi movie posters were always kind of cool. Oh, I mean, yeah. She's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. Oh, look at this one. This one looks kind of... Um, I-, I feel bad doing like a non-visual thing when we're like, Oh, wow. Look at the bush on that guy. Oh, that that 80s poster. That chick's hot. <laughs> yeah. Go to... Well, just fucking go to... Um, to IMDb. Yeah, this, this, one, this is this like a like let's a, read of IMDb. <laughs> this looks like a Louis, uh, Louis or Louis Royo. Look at that Necropolis poster. I swear, it's, I oh, swear yeah. that's a Royo. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. So, well, yeah, yeah, that one's kind of cool. I think we need to watch Necropolis. I think so. We're definitely gonna have to cleanse the palate after this shit fest we've been oh, watching. Oh man, <laughs> look at this! Look at this one for this. Is actually, from a VHX box art for Necropolis. It's the Ghoul's Night Out, Necropolis, City of the Dead. Oh, cool. I've always loved that that angle and that shot. Oh, yeah, that's really but nice. But The Devil's Tale is a nice touch. Um, so, so uh, Cynthia DePaul uh, always produced this movie. Um, it was written and directed by Bruce Hickey. We'll have to, lose, <laughs> we'll have to look up Bruce Hickey. A little bit later to kind of see what he what he's been up to. We may get a whole other episode out of him. Oh, if we're lucky. Oh, uh, no, I'm looking him up right now. He didn't <laughs> do too much. Yeah. Oh, Bruce Hickey. Um, I guess he produced a movie that came out in 2000 called Picnic, starring <laughs> Josh Brolin and Bonnie what? Bedelia. Interesting. Gretchen Maul was in it. Huh. Mary Steenburgen. He just produced it though, so I guess he didn't. Um, he didn't fall the same way. Anyway, all right. So, uh, oh, he directed a movie called The Hot Mess. Oh, it's in development. Um, I think I've seen some like stills from it, or maybe trailers. Huh. Inspiring female rock singer battles the self-destructive demons caused by the death of her legendary guitar player father. She uses his priceless guitar uh, in hopes she can connect with his spirit and set her life on the right path. That sounds complicated. It sounds lame. All right, so I mean, uh, when you tell a story, I think you should just start from the beginning. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's it. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like for me to go back three weeks later? Are you still alive? <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, so anyway, so Necropolis and uh, was the only one here. Uh, Mutant Hunt. Oh, Enemy Territory was also produced by Cynthia DePaul. Let's check out Enemy Territory. 
An insurance salesman inadvertently gets trapped after dark in an apartment building that is terrorized by a street gang called the Vampires. Really? Okay. You're a street gang and call yourself the Vampires? It's <laughs> like the best name you can come up with. Mm-hmm. I love this movie poster, though, because it looks like an old 80s video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I had a mouthful of Starburst there. That's not an innuendo. <laughs> I was going to say, Man. that sounds like one of Joe Gage's films. <laughs> Mouth, mouthful of Starburst. Mouthful of Star. Oh, my goodness. We have got to find a way to watch Enemy Territory. It came out in 1987. It's an action crime drama. It's an hour and... 30 minutes long. Hmm, it's not bad. And stars, it says Gary Frank. I'm pretty sure it's not the guy that drew The Incredible Hulk. Um, it could be. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, huh. He was on an episode of, Excuse me. Just on it. Uh, he was on an episode of Deep Space Nine. Anyway, oh, cool. um, but uh, it stars Jan Michael Vincent. Calling all Jan Michael Vincents. Calling all Jan Michael Vincents. Oh my goodness. We have got to watch this movie now. Okay. All right, so check this out. Check this out. Check this out. <laughs> all right. So um, Ray Parker Jr. is in it. What? Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> Here's some other songs in on Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, and he's acting in it too. Jan wow. Michael Vincent, Ray Parker Jr., Tony Todd. Oh, shit. Stacy Dash, right? I'm like, oh my goodness. We have to watch this movie. We've got to find a way to get this movie so we can watch it. I'm pretty sure I can find it. Kadeem Hardison is in it, who we just saw <laughs> in, uh, in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, of course, was also in um, uh, White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> a thing of beauty is a joy forever. My man John Keats said that. John Keats, that's my man. So, all right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've got to watch this movie. All right. Well, I, I would say that almost makes all this worth it. Yeah, <laughs> so. Finding a good movie for us to watch. Yes. So, um, so yeah, that Jan Michael Vincent movie with all those people in it, enemy territory. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so, anyway, getting back to Cynthia DePaul. Why I'm even talking about her is she produced um, all of Tim Kincaid's movies. Um, right. Uh, all of Tim Kincaid's movies. And then she also produced Enemy Territory and Necropolis. And it doesn't look like she produced anything else during that time. Um, Hold on. The makeup and hair specialist on this movie was May Boleyn. Nice. <laughs> Production assistance was Curious Judas. Curious, Curious Judas. Judas. Wow. That was a 2016 film? Oh my gosh. Curious Judas saw the boy playing with the boat. He's like, he'd never seen a boat before. (laughs) I know you don't really watch Vines, but... um... There, there was is, a, is, there, is there a Curious Judas vine? No, there is a Judas vine. It's a, like... The guy's like, My lord, I've brought you frankincense. And he's like, thank you, my child. <laughs> and this next guy has like a hood over his head. And he's like, I brought you myrrh. He's like, thank you. And he whips the hood off and goes, murder. And the guy's <laughs> like, Judas, no! <laughs> <laughs> 
So I quote that a lot. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I brought you frankincense. Actually, he's frankincense's monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so the reason we mentioned Cynthia DePaul is Cynthia DePaul used to be married to, drum roll please, Tim Kincaid. Oh, what? And they had two children together. Oh, wow. Well, I've I've known gay people who have had kids for their own reasons. I mean, I don't want to just assume that Tim Kincaid is gay, but I mean, <laughs> I, I mean he's not gay. But he makes some damn good gay porn. <laughs> He just, I mean, he just has an eye for this kind of thing. I mean, he may not be gay, but damn if he doesn't know what a man wants. <laughs> <laughs> what a man wants. What a man... Anyway, I'm just... I just it's, it's, it's interesting to see that all it, is, all it says about her is they're divorced. She was married to Tim Kincaid. They're divorced. Two children, right? And she produced all the films he made. When <laughs> she he, produced the two children that he made. Right. When he wasn't making gay porn. Okay, so yeah, there was that window of time where he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this," and then he, there was that fateful night where he came home and she was like, "Another late night in the studio. What are you working on this time?" And he was like, Ugh. "Tony, Uncle, Uncle Farkas taught me this." And <laughs> what? Another gay porn? Okay. So, um, wow. So he has won an XBiz award for uh, GLBT Director of the Year. Okay. He's a Wall of Fame winner. He was nominated for a Grabby for Back to Barstow. Grabby. Okay. Nominated for a Grabby for Men's Room Bakersfield Station. Nominated for a Grabby for 110 Degrees in Tucson. Right. <laughs> yeah, I. I, th- I think it should have been 90 degrees, you know, straight up, perpendicular. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be a great name for one of his movies. Straight up. <laughs> no, perpendicular. Per- perpendicular. Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, nominated for... Uh, Ken, if you want to call us up, I'm sure we got plenty of great ideas we can sell you. <laughs> um, winner of a Grabby Award um, for... Okay, this is, this is, this is killing me here. <laughs> So, he was nominated for a 2006 Grabby for Best Screenplay for 110 Degrees in Tucson. Nominated for Best Director for 110 Degrees in Tucson. But won the 2006 Grabby Award for Beyond Perfect Best Non-Sex Performance. Okay. Now, he's 74 years old now. This is in 2006. So, he was like 62 at the time. And won a Gavian Award um, for uh, Gavian Award in 2006 for Best Non-Sex Performance in Beyond Perfect. So he won two awards for Beyond Perfect. One was a Grabby, and then the other was a Gavian. <laughs> Grabby. Wow. Well, that's a fascinating guy right there. Mm-hmm. So. This has been everything you never wanted to know about Tin Kincaid. This is everything you never wanted to know about gay porn. <laughs> also known as Joe Gage. Joe Gage. Um, 
And uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was special. So you're probably saying to yourself, why did you feel the need to share this with us? Um, because some things you just can't keep to yourself anymore. <laughs> I had to learn about it. That means you have to learn about it. Sorry, that's just the way it is. My love of bad, bad, bad sci-fi movies from the 80s <laughs> led me down this dark and twisted path, which took me directly into Dad Takes a Fishing Trip. <laughs> into the loving arms of Father. And so now you have taken a fishing trip. So, yeah. Um, woo. Yeah. So, yeah, that's everything you ever wanted to know about Joe Gage, Tim Kincaid, which I just, I'm still just kind of like, I don't understand how the two of these things go together. Like, they, he, he started out in, when did he start out making one movie, then he went into the whole gay porn thing, and then it's just like stopped and was like, hey, now I think I'm just going to make some really bad sci-fi movies <laughs> with no gay sex. But it's spooky hot tub scene. And you know what? God, I just really miss seeing, like, swinging dicks. <laughs> just, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, just like I miss seeing swinging tits and everything, I, you know, I'm just like, you, you just go back to what you what you like, I guess. But I just, he just made that, that quick, that detour. And I'm like, that that's kind of, you know, out of left field there. Yeah, yeah. The detour is what makes it baffling to me. You know, what's kind of funny is that, you know, a lot of people, they're like, you know, I just want to get, you know, I had thoughts about, you know, being with men. So I just want to get out of my system. He was like, I had thoughts about just doing some just straight non-gay stuff. And I just had to get it out of my system. <laughs> like, I mean, sure, you know, I mean, engaging plots, characterization, character development, that's not really rewarding. You know, it's like, you know, you... It, you and I just, I don't, I don't under, I don't understand your fascination with bad science fiction. You know, <laughs> if you want to continue to be in this relationship with me making gay porn, you need to go and just get this out of your system and, you know, and I'll wait as long as I can. But, you know, <laughs> after three or so years, you, you can't expect me to wait forever. I, I, it's just, it's just weird. <laughs> but yeah well that was certainly educational for me yep and uh and I hope it was educational for you viewers listeners yeah so now you've uh, now you learned a little something there about uh life no I think we will see you guys next time <laughs> <laughs> have a happy Thanks, moms. <laughs> All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs> I can't show my mom this. What are you talking about? <laughs> Joe Gage, about three inches in diameter. <laughs> <laughs>
That's how he got the nickname. He was always accurate to within like 95%. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's that's a three incher right there. Yeah. Like, no, there's no way. You're crazy. You're on crack. Go ahead and measure it. It's three incher, man. Bigger than a baby's arm. It's <laughs> <laughs> like an elephant trunk down there. Like, <laughs>